we announced downstairs, we'll announce up here again for all those listening. The button for the uh, ordering the flash drives is operational on the website, torahstream.org. Is that correct, Celtic? It's still operational? T-O-R-A-H-S-T-R-E-A-M.org. So you can help yourselves. And I'm going to begin with one short item. Every few months we have a throwback to the Chukosayim Sugya. The short item is tonight. The other item is probably going to be saved for next year because it's a two-week uh, subtopic on tattooing and makeup, which we briefly mentioned last year, but it's uh, quite fascinating, becoming more prevalent. The short one is a fellow called me, and he said that his family background is Russian, and they had a custom. Never heard of this before, but... He sent me the Mamre Chemist, he's quite prevalent, that before they go on any trip, they gather the whole family together, and everybody must sit down and be silent for a couple of minutes and contemplate. You're laughing. Uh, he, this is a very uh, serious, uh, obviously, I, I guess, I, I asked him, I said, your parents aren't from? Is that not, you know, not yet, they're working on it. But it's the whole family, and they, he lives in Israel, and they had everybody together, and so he wanted to know, uh, can he participate? Is it a chukosayim shayluk? I suspect, I guess, he was listening to the shirim. You know, our klal... What do they do? They just sit. They yeah. sit. Now, by the way, it's always good to sit and contemplate about your ruchnius, about the mitzvah you're about to do. We're talking about that on Shabbos and yesterday and the Peleyes and the Nagihuda. Always good to contemplate. We're not against that. Matter of fact, the chesidim yushenim sat for an hour before they daven. Uh, we do that in the form of Bezikah Zimbra, but it doesn't take an hour. But same idea. The problem is, you know the rule, is that anything that looks strange, if it doesn't have a clear, ready explanation, that's logical, there's already also Chukasayim, whether or not you find out it is Rudin of Pritzis or Narish Kaitan or not. It's the suffix. Remember, Amesha held that it's an Isidraisa Mitam Vadoz because of the suffix, it might be rooted. And you don't have to do the research. I just like doing the research because for the shear it's always fascinating. We're like uh, 50 for 50, and every time the shadow comes up, that, and it doesn't take very long, that the Goyim investigated these things. And remember the one with the fountain, you guys are plotting with, I don't know what you're doing with all your pennies now, but uh, everybody was, <laughs> everybody couldn't believe it was us. And it was like, that was like telltale. It took about six seconds to see what the background was, and it was Rudin Avodah but you don't need that. If it's strange, we don't do it already. So uh, the Mama Chemist he sent me ranged from, every, again, there's all Goyesha research, but it says based on superstitions that they have to deal with the demons and this and that. We have Gemaras, to talk about uh, every person is surrounded by Malachim and there's a whole sugi about going to the bathroom and you know, saying, excuse me, leaving them out there. We don't do that anymore because we're in a very low madrega and, and even the shady characters don't deal with us as much. These are all low madrega, but you know, I can hear such a concept. We have it; it's called tefillah saderich. Uh, that before you go on a trip, you should, you know, contemplate how to do it. But there, this is much more sinister because they talked about like going left and faking right and tricking them that you're really staying and you're about to go. And so you sit down, they think you're staying, they're not going to attack you. That's superstition. That's chukasim. Classic. Uh, do you have anything to say on the matter? You I didn't research it, but it is a known thing. Yeah, I mean, Russia. he said it was all over the place. He yeah. said, like, this is anybody in the community. Everybody knows this. Russian. Yeah, okay. And they, mamish, sit down, and they, no, so I said, can you just not be there? Said, no, 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 no. They call everybody, and you sit down, 
and it's like part of the goodbye, and you got to sit down. I said, can you go like the far corner and say to Hillam? He said, no, no, you got to be silent. I said, can you think and learning? He said, it's fine. He, he's calling me, he wanted to know. I'm participating, but they don't know I'm thinking and learning. Maybe they're thinking and learning also, but it's not nicker, so that's a problem. You really shouldn't be participating. I, to start World War III over it, I don't know how stark they are in this custom, but it was an interesting throwback to... Uh, so whatever you could do to make it look like you're participating the least and like sort of stay in the peripheral and be eight safe is going to be a huge Shalom Bayes problem. We don't have the hook the same for Shalom Bayes, but this already, if you can already type, you happen to be sitting there. I, I did tell him, go into the room and sit down on the chair beforehand because I don't know anything about this custom, but I assume they don't make you get up to sit down again. There's no chalois of sitting down, right? You could be sitting beforehand. So that is not doing a maisa to sit with them. That's probably a little better. So that was the uh, most recent chukah Sam. Yeah, and... Exactly right. And they, uh, so they're not going to, I said, they're going to ask you, are you ready? I don't know how they start. Does somebody blow a whistle? They just sit down. So if, if they're not talking to you, you're just sitting there, and that's enough for the Shalom Bayis issue, and you're just sitting there. So you're sitting there, chazing of a They walk in, sit down, and they're silent. So maybe that's not an active participation in Kukosayim. That was the, uh, and I'm, even that's only for Shalom Bayis. Otherwise, once the Shalom Bayis, I'd tell them to not be in the room. But, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty good. They have that now, and they have it Yom HaShoah and it's Yisrael. It, it comes, we don't have anything, it comes from the guy. But there's, yeah, there's a big shayla about that, and it's a problem because the average secular youth in the street in Israel is really not going to understand why the Haredi is not only not stopping, he's dafka, talking. Not going to understand that. So I'm Chayshish, and there are three sheetas on that. Well, best sheetas, don't be in the street, you should be in the best manager anyway, and it won't come up. Okay, that's the easiest way to solve it. It's something like, I don't know, 10, 11 in the morning. If you happen to be, you're working, you're in your shop, it's not clear that that would be Chukah Sayem because the minute of silence is just a hecker to show we're thinking about them. That's not so illogical. Here, they're just like sitting down because they don't want to, they're faking out the shady characters. That, that's already a problem involving uh, Kishuf and all that stuff. This, uh, it's better rather than making a statement that they're not going to understand and getting them angrier, it's probably better just to be out of sight than the best magician. And if you can't do that, just be out of sight and go into the back room in your shop. But others say, no, we have to dafka show, we don't hold of the day, well, we don't hold of it because we hold of the fact that it should be on Tisha B'av and all the tragedies are on the Tisha B'av and uh, it's usually part of our Tisha B'av schmooze, but Shaila is how much of a spectacle to make. That's not always that, uh, that smart. That's the, that's the issue. So it does come. It doesn't come from us. We have no such thing, but it's, it's somewhat logical in terms of this, of the uh, contemplation. So that, yeah, why, they do that standard at a game? Not standard. I think there's an event that happens and they... Uh... Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily participate if they're doing it because of all the casualties in Gaza, like at the UN or something like that, which has been done. Because it might be one-sided and then it might jade everybody's opinion. They, the, um, they never have the that when Rahmala Stan Israelis are killed, only when... Okay, so it's not worse than this. So you don't have to, um, you know, again, you're talking about a guy who's standing in a ball game who got out of all the other shadows with the priestess and all the other stuff, and then uh, he answered all the shadows. My stomach, he's, in a, he's one of those city, city bank boots down there, and no one's going to notice what he's doing. But, yeah, that would be, uh, yeah. Save the national anthem makes sense also.
you stand for something that's chashuv. Lahavdal avdals. We stand for Aleinu because it's a very chashuv. We're making a proclamation. That doesn't. That's not a problem. That's not a problem. And going like this, uh, we discuss. Uh, I'm surprised this this Russian minute didn't come up while we were on the sugya because you guys asked almost everything else. But I'm happy that Ashali comes in once in a while to review it. But I think we touch upon that. That somebody would go like this because they think they're touching the heart rules that they know. Yes, the doctors, the heart's like sort of in the middle. Uh, but okay, it's slightly more to the side. <laughs> they're doing that to show that it's emotion. I don't think that's awesome. Whatever, if you already asked all the Shilas whether you should be there, and this is not an endorsement thereof, and that, that's the problem, I don't think that's, uh, that's necessarily an issue. Okay, so um, that was a quick Chazara on our sugya from last year. And uh, anybody, by the way, any parents in the room or anybody with parents or with kids, don't think you're getting away after next week with never hearing about Keep It Up Aim again. Just don't have any illusions. Uh, anything that comes in will be, uh, will be and can be used to remind everybody that it's still a chiv even after this year. But, well, which is kind of obvious. Okay, uh, the issue we were discussing last week about the Le'olenu, the scenarios where parents are older and there could be some medical issues, and everybody, but especially the children, to stand up for their rights. As I mentioned, in the world, especially in Europe and in America, is becoming an issue. Also, this is a huge point of contention because of the economy and because the HMOs and Obamacare and in Europe, socialized medicine, and Canada, socialized medicine, it's a problem. Everybody's trying to save money and the value of life, the perception of the value of life has gone down and continues to go down, and this is becoming a daily battle. So after the Shia, we mentioned this, we went through the Tshuva, the Tshuva San Hagas, so Yaakov asked me about uh, Alfie, is his name? Alfie, Alfie? Alfie. So uh, I'm glad you sent it to me. I, there was a, a lot of uh, discussion about that. I said it was, a, it was a world event. I'm happy to see somebody was picketing in front of the hospital. Uh, it really is a case that when you think you've seen the worst, this is, this is bad. I just took one copy. I'm just going to read it to you. Just uh, If you didn't know about it, it was about a uh, little kid who was sick, a two-year-old, and the parents wanted to keep him alive, and the hospital said, no, I'd come, and he needed the ventilator, and then they, they got offers from, humanitarian offers from Italy and from Germany to bring him here. This is in Great Britain. UK, socialized medicine. I said, okay, there's one thing, which the point he's going to make. One thing, if you have a rule and you say you can't afford it, this will make the cutoff point, even though it's not a heter, if it's a shailov ritzicha, lasama, shailov, what the level, the uh, guy may have that in the Zion Mitzvahs, but that's one thing. It's quite another thing when other people are offering to help and you line up policemen and you hold them hostage and you allow them to leave, which is exactly what happened. And then they took him off and he survived another five days and they said he'll survive another five seconds. Survived another five days and then he died. And uh, the good news is, the only good news in the story is the parents wanted to keep him alive. The parents, understandable. And there were a lot of people who started lining up and picketing and rallying. And so there were some people who realized there's something very wrong over here. One of the articles that uh, you sent me, remember if you sent this or as I was looking at it uh, was written, strangely enough, I'm no fan of the Washington Post. So don't uh, misquote that I even quoted it. I'm almost, I was almost reluctant to even tell you that I'm welcome. There's no need to quote Pashay Memor over here. It's like quoting the New York Times, which I would be reluctant to do also. Uh, it's a pretty liberal paper, but I guess once in a while, just to show they're even-handed, which they're not, they put something in that's normal. 
Uh, a guy wrote a piece over here. This is just a small part of it, but he was uh, very on target. And I want to read to you what he... Uh, it, it's, it's, it's refreshing. This is coming from a guy. To understand there's something wrong with our system, and this concerns us because we live in, we live in our host countries. And this is written from the American standpoint. This happened in the U.K., and he says as follows, uh, the court ruled that it was in Alfie's best interest to die. They kept repeating that over and over again. This went to courts and then Supreme Court, and they sentenced him to die. And they said it's in his best interest. This is the, the liberal, um, to, to be able to take the uh, mantle leadership and decide that uh, I'm the Pesach Acheron and that we can mat the or just not keeping people alive against the override the parents' wishes that essentially you decided that it's the best interest. We have uh, pain control and pain management. And the kid was suffering. Lagabe, the halacha, that's the stomach's point, is that we don't even look at only that. But even, even Klape, their din, their, uh, their system, this is quite an assumption, uh, quite ridiculous, that they decided it's in his best interest. You would think the parents have more of an interest in their child than a uh, fellow who's not involved. So it's pretty horrific. Doctors had told the court that they might be able to muster just a handful of breaths and survive just a few minutes if ventilation was completely stopped. Because they, they, they were making the argument he couldn't, uh, couldn't breathe by himself, which again, by halacha for Yidin, might be slightly different than Fagayim. But it's irrelevant because if the parents want it and the argument might be that we can't afford it as a country, so then, okay, so let the kid go. Don't hold him hostage, which is what he's going to bring up. In fact, he kept fighting to live for a full, for full five days without life support. A felony of police officers was posted outside the hospital holding the child hostage in order to ensure his mom and dad did not try to take him away while death sentence was being carried out, which is what happened. I didn't believe it at first, but that, this is what took place. They, had, they were claiming if he has them, so no, the police officers were there to protect the staff because the hecklers outside were trying to charge the thing, which was also true, but okay, so then at 2 in the morning, let the parents leave and with, with police protection, but that didn't happen. So they were barricading the door. They couldn't leave, and they had offers. This is quite simply uh, tyrannical uh, and... Uh, many other things. It is one thing for a judge to decide the British taxpayer should not have to bear the cost of what doctors and the national health system have concluded is futile treatment, which is chrome, but that's almost like he's saying, even if you give that naniach, that that might be their decision and their right, under a single-payer system, resources are limited and care is rationed, which is why we don't want socialized medicine here in America. This is a this is one of the biggest issues of the generation. That's Obamacare wasn't just about balancing a budget. It was about where is it going to go in terms of how close they want to go. The liberal Democrats want to go extremely close, like adopted. How close we can go to the parallel socialized medicine and what damage does it do when people don't have choices. Where does the British court get the right to deny a child life extending treatment abroad when somebody else is willing to pay for it? They had offers on the table and they don't let the kid out. Who gave the British state the right to determine what kind of life is worth living and for how long? I mean, this is a, a very concise, uh, a well-put piece uh, written by an American who's scared, as he goes on to say. Uh, that is barbaric. Nicholas House, a German physician. I thought this was very on point as well and very moving. A German physician had offered to take over Alfie's care, told the court, because of our history in Germany, we learned that there are some things you just don't do with severely handicapped children, which is the first thing they did. Handicapped children adults. Uh, they say it's not part of the article, but in Iceland they have uh, solved 
the problem of Down syndrome. Completely solved it 100%. Unfortunately, they didn't find the cure. I'll let you figure out the rest. They're just in Iceland is known for, uh, there are people in Iceland, I was there once. Balkorchi, the power air flight we were discussing last night landed there. Uh, that's a different schmooze. So um, there are people there, and um, it's one of uh, the Scandinavian countries. Uh, they're very liberal, and that's what these guys, the guys are flying to get uh, euthanasia in action. And this is where it, I can't say it's going in Europe, it's come out there, but in America it's being pushed. Uh, society must be prepared to look after these severely handicapped children, not the side the life support has to be drawn against the will of the parents. Allah would declare that often life support can't be withdrawn even if the parents want it. But this story happened to be against the will of the parents. Hayden declared he was the judge. Hayden declared this inflammatory. He told what the German doctor said was inflammatory. He said, don't mix Nazi Germany into this. And he goes on to say, in fact, the comparison is spot on. London survived the blitz to stop the advance of a regime bent on eugenic killing of handicapped, among others. Now Britain has such a regime anyway by self-imposed judicial fiat. This guy's good. I, I rarely see it, especially in the Washington Rag. This is like uh, rare to see how on point he was in five paragraphs. Unless Americans are vigilant, it's only a matter of time before it happens here. That's what he signs off. So uh, this has a lot to do with keep it aim, but unfortunately, keep it up aim. But unfortunately, it's not limited to that. And this is uh, becoming uh, more of a contentious issue every single day. And um, I'm surprised that uh, there are people who still might win the next election and other parties who push these agendas, which uh, we have to be uh, vigilant for, even though nobody on either side is has the title of a tzaddik yet, but we still got to pick. We got to pick who might be standing up for more values than not only terror values, but for Zion Mitzvahs and the Umas as well. So that's an important akuda. Okay, let's go to the copy in front of you. We raised the question, which we're going to raise again now, and see there are Chaimakadish inside. This is a fascinating example of a very painful decision to make that uh, has to do with kibbutz of Aim on one side and kibbutz of others on the other, and where Yesav HaTzadik went with it. I don't, the kasha, it might be better than the answer we're going to offer, but I think it's important to see. Take a look on page one. The first column, the second last paragraph. Risi, Losez, Lei, Binyin, this is the Erech Everybody asks this kasha. Yesev was in Mitzrayim for a long time. Never sent a letter. Never sent a messenger. Never sent a shaliach to tell Yaakov he was alive. You can say, well, part of the time he was in Evid. Evid doesn't have rights, certainly, in ancient Egypt. And he didn't have the wherewithal to send the shliach, and it didn't happen. He was viceroy. There was also a period in between. He was the chief financial officer, chief of staff of Potiphar's house. A freedom then, a lot of power then also. It didn't happen. Yaakov loved him and how much sorry he had. He's Abba love Yom and Rabim. He could only imagine the Avelis and the Tsar this cause. And the Kasha gets even stronger. He's Viceroy. Then they had seven years of bumper crops, Baruch Hashem. 
And then the Rav came, and there's tremendous traffic, Shayeris Matsuyas, the understatement going back and forth and back and forth. And you say it's hard to find a Shliach, dependable. There are thousands of people going back and forth, hundreds of thousands. And then the brothers came. Okay, this last kasha is probably, he holds, it's a void. It's harder to answer. I would assume whatever the head there was for Yasef to put the brothers through the ringer of the whole plot to Mekayim Nervua. So you can't say at that point, do me a favor, when you get back, you don't know who I am. Can you send regards to my father? Here's the address. So that stage already I would be surprised there's no way to get that message across you'd have to send it to somebody else which is the kasha before we know from the end of the story there's a reason why Yosef had to be there and they all have to come down and why Yaakov had to have the tsar and we know that which we covered already that Yaakov was sent to get married, but for some reason his madrege could have gotten back quicker and he didn't and he was gone 22 years, subtracting the years he stopped the yeshiva shame favor, which he was putter from, and those 22 years of separation now came back Midah King Midah, separated from Yosef. Probably one of the biggest chidushim we had in Kippur Avain the whole year, but that we know, and therefore we know Kapi Shemaya, Yosef didn't send the message and this is a punishment, but what was Yosef thinking? A second reason. We know the Klai is going to be in Gullus. Gullus Mitzrayim Redu Shanim. Redu Shanim, if they start early, then they're going to end early, and there wasn't time to leave. Because Baha'u'llah Cheshpit of when it's going to end, if Yaakov finds out Yaisa's day, he's going to go down earlier. And there's going to be more than Redu, but he's not going to leave earlier. That's, uh, these are very precise Cheshpit and Shemayim. It doesn't answer what Yaisa is thinking. That's what he's getting at. So. We have to, yes? Maybe you could say that it will also be very painful for him that the brothers lied or whatever. Well, we're going to get to that. So that's, that's what we're going to focus on. So hold that, hold that thought for a couple of nights. V'gam l'mispar adu shagaz ha'ashem. Sh'yem etzrayim v'gam le'ered Yaakov. Next page. V'kavad gadol ma'ashallah ha'yakein ima ye'ered ka'idem. And the third thing is, the Medjah says, on the positive side, he got down to go, v'kavad gadol, had he known earlier, he would have gone down, but not as the viceroy's son. That was also part of the plan. The original plan of Zeres, Gauls, Matthias, should go down in chains, and Misarachimim, Yaakov, Avinu, should go down, but covered Godel, but Kamar Potim, Shanim Shechu. So all these are true. El Latzad Yasef, Srichin, Lasez, Talmudover. But what was Yasef thinking? Yasef, we know all that in 2020 hindsight. Yasef didn't know this. Venire. First explanation. He's going to split it up. First part, before he got out of jail, he couldn't tell he was in Evid, then he was in jail. Okay, he had a little time in between. Apparently not much time. This is fascinating. He says, even if he could have, he had another reason for not doing it, because it was Sakhanaslafashas. Khash al Nafsha Shiyedu Echav Bidavar. If he tells his father, his brother's gonna know what's so bad about that. Well, what's the problem? The problem is he's gonna spell out soon is that if they would find out that he's sending a message, if they can intercept it, or even if they know Yaakov got the message of the lie, but the explanation what happened isn't there yet, they're gonna possibly come to kill him because if he lets the cat of the bag they're going to be tremendously mavuyush and maybe cursed by Yaakov. You know. 
So they might figure if they held their initial psak was correct, which they still held until we see what was going on in Vayigash and Mikates, where they started thinking, why is this happening? It's so bizarre. It must be maybe we did something wrong. That's when they started doing tshuva. There's a major she's going to quote soon. They did tshuva beforehand that they came down to Messiah once they're going down to redeem Yasef. But it wasn't fully that they recognized there's something wrong because they would have gone down beforehand to find them otherwise. And maybe they're doing it then just to take the father Yaakovino out of the Tsar. And at that point, uh, rather than get themselves cursed and be pushed out from the family, they might come and still say, the same reason they killed Yasef in the first place. Why'd they sell him? Because they held he was a red day. So that would still apply and he'd, he'd be in Sakana. They'll try to get rid of him first. And if Yaakovino curses them, which they have a right to do, they'd all die. So they'd feel themselves again in Sakana and try to sideline him. So even when he had the chance, he was nervous to do it uh, because it would put him in Sakana. Even if you say once he's viceroy, they're not going to be able to get rid of him, which he will challenge soon. You ready for this? With one minute to go, we'll just uh, put it out there. What you were asking before says he couldn't do that to the brothers to embarrass them like this. Embarrassing somebody is so bad, you should throw yourself into a fiery furnace rather than do that. Not just Yaakov, and he chose, rather than to embarrass all of them, he knew the consequence would be to leave Yaakov in the dark and Bitsar. That is a tremendous Kiddush, which Amish Hashem will discuss, and he mentions... And he thought even as Vaisway they might try to kill him because they'd be afraid he's going to try to take revenge. When he said Ani Yasef, the first thing they were so such Bahala was the Pasik says, they thought right away, uh oh, my father's gonna find out we better get rid of him. And they're about to get rid of him in the palace, in the, the Viceroy. And Gavriel had to like push everybody to the corner. So they should think about what's about to transpire. Mitzhashem will pick it up tomorrow.